0: Hallelujah! Take much of your time. Let us stand in the reading of God's word. If you have a Bible with you, let's turn to the Book of Luke, chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-seven. Luke chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-seven. It reads: "For whether is greater, he that sitteth at mid, or he that serveth." is not he that seated at meat but i among you as he that serveth basically god saying who is greater who that sit on the table or who that serve amen try to remember these two words recliner and server it's seated in this verse he said he that seeth at the meat it's another word of recliner in, this, in the bible translation there's some bible translation that says seated some says recliner i'll be using recliner here amen well, the topic i want to speak to us uh, this afternoon is uh, the heart of a servant. The heart of a servant. Let us pray. Let's put a Bible down and ask God to bless His word. Amen. Father, we we thank you, Lord, for for Your Word, Lord, that we have uh, read. Thank you, Lord, for the for the worship and praise of God. And we thank you, Lord, for what You're doing, Lord, in our midst today, Lord. I pray, God, that Your Word will. Uh, We'll move today, Lord Jesus, Father, like a hammer, oh God, and and touch every heart, Lord Jesus, Father. I pray right now, God, that your word will fall in good grounds, Lord Jesus, and bring forth good fruits in our life, Father. We thank you, Father, for this time. I pray, Lord, that you will minister to us, Lord, this afternoon, O God. I pray, God, that you remove any distraction, O God, that we may focus to your word tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, anoint your service, O God. Anoint his lips of clay, Lord Jesus that I might preach boldness, Lord, none from you, Lord, and all about you, Lord Jesus, tonight, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Anybody say amen? amen? Amen, amen. Let's go down and clapping to the Lord. Amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you hear the word servant, amen. What does it mean to be a servant? I believe uh, when I was growing up back in the island, if you ask someone, a kid or one of your peers, to do something for you. First thing that comes out of your mouth is, you're not my servant. <laughs> Always happened. Can anybody relate to that? In fact, nobody wants to be called a servant. Amen? It's kind of a word that everybody looks down at. Yeah. Servant. It's like kind of slave. Slave word, you know? But, um, I remember, if you've been called a servant, people don't really really like it. They got offended when you call them a servant, you know. But God, Jesus is often referred to as ultimate example of servanthood. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says, For even the Son of Man did come to be served, but to serve. Right. Amen? And to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus demonstrated servanthood through acts such as Washing disciples' feet and humbly serving others. I'm going to take us where it all began in the upper room. When Jesus was about to go through crucifixion and all the suffering, Jesus did exactly what the biblical world view does. He rescues the definitions of how people define the importance of greatness. He rescued it and addressing his disciples, this word, who is greater, the recliner or a server? I want to challenge you today. If you are a recliner, you've got to sit up and be a server tonight. Amen? You're going to serve in somehow, in some capacity of our life. In saying this, I would like to ask this question. Some of you will look at me funny if I ask this question. Why don't chicken eat their own egg and cow drink their own milk? It's not a riddle. This is why God has made them in such a way that they give, that they have, it's not men for themselves, it's men for others. Amen. Which means God has given you the gift. It's not for you, but for others. Amen. Same as the nine gifts God has given to us to bless the church and to edify the church and bless others. That's why it is a sobering challenge that Jesus is making sure the disciples aren't drinking their own milk and eating their own eggs. Jesus made a bold statement to the disciple that it's time to impart the gifts to others, to your friends, to your families. He's been with them, he's been with them for more than three years. And it's time to pour out what God has poured into them. It's basically, they have to be an outlet in what you've been pouring to it into your life you can't keep it to yourself it becomes stagnant and it's gonna smell amen praise the lord as a a great evangelist billy graham said you got two hands so you can receive with the left and give out with the right how many of you have recliners in your home recliners i have two When you sit in a recliner, you feel relaxed, amen? Your feet is up, your head is uh, leaned back. As a recliner and a server, are quite different thing, okay? I'm going to speak a little bit of these two words, recliner and a server. A recliner is a type of chair that typically has a backrest that can be tilted backwards. Allowing the person sitting in the recliner to relax. It is designed for comfort and includes features like footrests and adjustable positions. On the other hand, a server usually refers to a computer, a software program that provides services, resources to other devices or users on network. Servers are responsible for storing and managing data, hosting websites, processing requests, and facilitating communication between devices you can see the different things going on here. So while a recliner is a type of chair used for relaxation, a server is a computer or software used to, to provide service and resources on the network. Who are recliners that is mentioned in our text? These are people that sit on the sideline, and they critique. you know, they judge. These are the people that they don't wanna go in the battlefield. And do the work that the service does you know these are recliners they are lazy they do not want to do anything in other words they don't want to get their hands dirty if you're part of a footy team if you're given a jersey you put it on and you're gonna be in the field playing you're getting your jersey dirty and muddy but it's opposite from a recliner recliner just want to sit down relax and watch and see what other people do and they're very easy to critique. What other people is doing wrong oh man and they're very easy with with a keyboard you know this, this type yeah well i don't like what they're doing brother greg is doing in aurora right you know that's the recliner that's what they do you know for servers, they want to be in the battlefield you don't see much of them putting comments in the, in the media or anything social media because they are in the field they're busy doing what god has told them to do amen So who are recliners? They are people who want to sit on the side and critique. James Hudson Taylor, a founder of OMF, Overseas uh, Mission Fellowship, first missionary to inland China. He put up his hand to evangelize in China, in the communist country, despite of a danger, hardship, and persecution, and through his sacrifice and burden for souls resulted in the number of Christians being increased in this place, China, 100,000 in early 1900s and 700,000 by 1950 by this men's sacrifice, amen. The Chinese, church was, the Chinese church was beginning to develop in an indigenous movement with assistance of many great leaders, You know, Mr Hudson's crew said in Europe, in one of his crew said, after he finished preaching, a wooden legged man approached him and asked him, Mr. Hudson, uh, the Lord told me to, to come with you to the mission. Mrs. Phil is a wooden legged man. He's like those pirates with a wooden leg. In, this time, in those days, they don't have really besti- uh, pro- prostrated uh, legs, uh, really artificial ones. This is a wooden one, like those pirates, camping down and limping. Mr. Hudson uh, saw him, looked at him up and down and said, or you can't go for a mission because of his leg. And he said, prove to me that God wants you to come with me to the mission trip. And he said, Mr. Taylor, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 33, verse 23 thy tackling are loose, they could not well strengthen their mast, they could not spread the sail. Then is the prey of great spoil divided, the lame take the prey. hasn't said, Well, you will you are the lame and the chinese people are the prey so you you're in you got the job so he went with uh, mr hudson to china well he was assigned his, his assignment was to go and do door knocking he went you want uh, a lot of people to, to christ a wooden legged man and mind you he used his wooden leg to stop the dog from being slammed in his face <laughs> Amen but this one-legged man he served he gave to God what he has one-legged man hallelujah he's got only one talent his mouth to spread the word of God He reminded me when I first started doing a uh, connect group a few years back I see yes to Pramada connect group I don't even know how to play guitar just just one part I just love playing G <laughs> that's it but same song every connect group I think they must be bored of singing four songs every time but I can feel God's presence you know uh, only what I have what I had you know I just give it all to the Lord playing guitar and uh, singing the same song every connect group but we can still feel God's presence in our midst amen and from there on my, my life my, my relationship with God grew just saying yes just saying yes to what i been told for me to do hallelujah I may not be a greater preacher or a dominant, dynamic preacher but definitely I love the Lord no that's the only thing I have is love the Lord and give it all to whatever I had amen <laughs> I remember one. someone says, a small thing is a small thing, but faithful in a small thing is a big thing. Yeah. Amen? A small thing is a small thing. Being faithful in a little thing is a big thing. It reminds me of this Bible verse, Matthew 25, 15, 18. I'm going to read in the sake of, uh, of time. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to, Remember this word, according to their several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded it with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained the other two. But he that had received one went, digged the earth and hid his, his lord's money. What do you think? if you could gain, we could have given the, the one talent away? You could have gained another one, amen? If you have one, get one more It doesn't matter if you have only one talent, amen? I want to encourage you, just give it to the Lord, whatever you have, amen? One talent Hallelujah Young people always ask this question How do I know my calling? Most of the time, they always ask, you know, these people are on fire, these young people are on fire for God How do I know my calling? Catch this Serving is the door to calling. I say it again. Serving is the door to calling. When you serve, it's an opening door for you, for your calling. Amen? Just to serve in you know, what capacity you have to help in God's kingdom. Whether it's ushering, hosting, singing, cleaning toilets, or feeding the homeless, setting up, whatever it may be, give it all to the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah in Philippians 2 7 12 he said but made himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant our lord jesus christ with no reputation he didn't care he was a king he made himself a form of a servant and was made a likeness of man amen who would have thought that delivering cheese will lead you to become a great king let me see a word. He talks about eggs, now he's talking about cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I'll prove to you in the Bible. David was asked by his father to deliver cheese sandwiches to his brothers and army officers. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 17 to 18, it reads, And Jesse said unto David's son, Take now for thy brethren an apple of this pot's corn and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to the brethren, and carry these ten cheeses. Here we go. Ten cheeses unto the captain of the house of a thousand, and look how their brethren fare, and take their pledge. God didn't sign someone skilled with, with muscle, skilled with a slingshot. He just needed a cheese delivery guy. Amen? This is the first Uber Eats in the Bible on earth. Amen? His brothers and soldiers needed him for food, but Israel needed him. To be their king. Yeah. They didn't realize, you know, when he was delivering cheese to, and sandwich to his, to his brothers and the king. Yeah. They needed him for the food, but they, uh, the people of Israel needed him to be a king. Right. Who'd have thought that delivering cheese would lead him to his destiny? Who'd have thought that? Right. Imagine if David said no to his dad. Ah, oh, sorry, dad, I don't want to take the cheese. It's not my job. My job is to look after the ship and just chill here and relax with my recliner and relax and look after the ship. But he say yes then yes. i'll take the cheese i'll deliver the cheese to the camp right. no matter what right. hallelujah if you wouldn't say yes israel wouldn't have found their king yeah. even if you're saying yes if you say yes to what god has called you to do right. being a doorkeeper or usher you will just stay the same way the way you are when you walk into the church amen you won't grow if you don't say yes, right. Amen. Right. Pastor Greg say yes to Narara. Amen. Look where God has brought us from. Right. Just singing, just just serving in the church, right. on Sundays. Doesn't matter how long. God knows your destiny. Right. You're, like I said, a faithful little thing, God will open the door for you. Right. Amen. I always right. wonder. How did they find the upper room in the Bible? In Mark 14, 13, 15, it reads, and he sent forth two of the disciples and said unto them, go ye into the city and there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. This is how they discover the upper room. I thought I did my research and I was looking, there's only one upper room in the Bible. This is it. And whensoever we shall go in, say ye to the good man of the house, the master said, Where is the guest chamber? Where I shall eat the Passover with, with my disciples, and he and he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. Then make ready for us. Take attention to verse 13. said, And he sent forth two of his disciples and said unto them, Go you into the city, and there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. This is the first century. Century, first century, only women carry water. In this case, there's a man carrying water. Men are recliners in the old days, and women they do the job. They're servant. Amen, amen. And this man, he was carrying water that day. Thank God. I don't know what he may be going through. Maybe he had a fight with a wife. <laughs> Maybe the wife just told him, "Don't get water for the food." You know. You have no choice you have to go but in doing that it, lead, it didn't know that it leads to a great supper ever prepared in the bible who would have thought that carrying water that day would lead to the most important supper mentioned in the bible amen this is where the the upper room began by a man carrying water that day which shouldn't be only the women that carry water in this century but this is a revelation for us men as well this is time for you to help your wife amen if you're not doing the dishes you gotta do dishes amen god has showed us the way here amen hallelujah a cheese delivery or carrying water is doing something other than that will never get noticed these little things deliver cheese or carrying water you'll never get noticed it seems insignificant and beneath your skill set oh i'm a doctor i don't want to sing do you remember? <laughs> I don't want to look at the overheads and do setup, you know. I have a degree in whatever, engineering. I don't want to look after kids. Whatever you do, this will lead you to your destiny. Amen? When you say yes to your calling, yes to these little things, when you serve in the church, it will help you with your destiny. It doesn't matter. Amen. You know what you try to hold on to to your careers to your status in life man you may be a judge or maybe a doctor or whatever it is you know but god calls you to serve amen This opening door every sunday you know clean the toilets we just want we, we're not making you as a slave or a servant amen We want you to introduce you to your destiny we help you to get to, we want to help you to get to your destiny but what you're trying to, to hold on to is your, is your career you know it's your job oh yeah I don't want to do this that's not my job mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of time people say this is not my job mm-hmm. amen don't let your career stop you from saving right. and people mm-hmm. saying yes I'll do it pastor yes I'll do it Sooner or later, you will know where God is calling you to do. Sooner or later, you will know your calling. Amen. Who'd have thought I'll be here preaching? Who thought I'll be a minister? I didn't even know. I don't want to be a minister, but I have no choice. You know, I, God knows my destiny. I was just being faithful to the to the ministry. Amen. yeah I am, sharing the gospel, sharing the good news. Amen. We just want you to be a server tonight amen to serve god with what capacity that you have you're engaging in a battle in how god can use us it's amazing in psalm 110 3 it says the people shall be willing in the day of their power we live in the day of their power amen we live in the day that god will pour out his spirit the beauties of holiness for the womb of the morning that has the dew of the youth when God is moving, I believe He's calling from a response from His people. When God is moving in these last days, He's waiting for your response. Amen? Don't just sit there folding your hands or arms. You know, do something. Amen. When you come to the, world, to the house of the Lord, when you hear God's word, mix it with your faith. And Lord, I'm going to say yes. Whatever it is, Lord, I'm just going to say yes. I believe today is the day of power. Now it's the time to move. Will we volunteer? It says in the book of Acts 1 to 5, Acts 6, 1, they all volunteered. No one sitting there and watching. They all volunteered to do something. Amen. And I believe that most of the time that we're going through now, and a lot of things that we're seeing now, a lot of things happening in the world. No one wants to be a servant. It's all about me and I and myself. You know, no one wants to serve. Serving is a low down thing to some people. But God Himself, God Himself, God Himself came down without a repetition and served. In John chapter 13, verse then he began to wash the disciples' feet. A servant gladly performs tasks that others consider beneath them and doesn't even wait to be asked. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a servant, heart of a servant, you don't need to be asked, you just see it and you do it. A good boss will see his workers with initiative, just doing things without being told. Amen. And that's what God did. He began to wash the disciples' feet. I, I believe we are going to do a foot washing one day here. You know? I'm <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God himself, you know, he, he gladly performed the tasks that others consider beneath them. Amen. And he doesn't wait to be asked. In Romans 6:13 it says, Instead, give yourselves completely to God. Use your whole body as a tool to do what is right. The servant uses all their energy and talents for the benefit of God and others. In the Bible, there are several analogies used to describe the concept of servanthood. One well-known analogy is found in the New Testament when Jesus teaches that the greatest among, among these followers should be like a servant. This analogy identifies humility, selflessness, and willingness to serve others without seeking recognition or personal gain. Hallelujah. The parable of a good Samaritan in the Gospel of Luke illustrates the importance of being a servant to those in need. Regardless of social or cultural differences, it encourages individuals to show compassion, mercy, and practical assistance to others, embodying the spirit of servanthood. We are all called to serve. Narara, we are going to be a church that serves people and serves others. Amen. Amen? and serve God in total amen hallelujah to conclude Matthew 25 23 it says his lord said unto him well done good and faithful pastor good and faithful doctor good faithful teacher did he say that well done good and faithful servant in the eyes of God, we are all servant Who has been faithful over few things, I will make thee ruler of many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. A heart of a servant. Let us stand tonight. Give this time back to uh, Pastor Greg. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Amen. I believe we've heard a word from the Lord here tonight, and uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity every service. We have the opportunity to worship, and hear the word, but also spend some time in prayer. And if we can make a commitment that in our own lives that we would take that uh, towel, as it were, that we would decide to be that servant, whether it's here on a Sunday, whether it's uh, in your, in your everyday life interactions at your workplace, serving others, blessing others, having that heart to be a blessing to someone else. Let's spend some time in worship and prayer. I'm going to lead us in prayer and then uh, do whatever you like. Spend some time in prayer or worship, but I believe that we should respond to God's word today and continue to have a habit of responding to the word of the Lord when it is preached. Lord, we thank you for this evening. We thank you, Lord, for the word that was shared to us But we don't want to be recliners. We don't want to be people that sit back and and, and are not involved. We don't want to be people who are not busy about what you would have us to do. I pray, Lord, that every single one of us would make a decision that we would serve others, that we would uh, love others, and through our love, we would serve them. Lord, that we would decide to be uh, your servant, someone who is willing to give of their time, willing to give of their energy, willing to give even of their finances to help others, to pour into others, to be a blessing to those that are around us. God, I pray, Lord, that you would use our hands, that you would use our feet to be a blessing, to be a blessing, to touch someone's life, to share of your goodness, to share of your grace, to share your love, with someone who is needing to feel love. Well. For goodness to someone who seems hopeless, who doesn't feel like anybody loves him, I pray, God, that you would use us. Use us to be your servants every day, oh God, whether here or all throughout where we are living, where we are operating. our.